بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger uh, we continue the discussion on the Riyadh al-Salihin explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin and we have uh, reached hadith number 31 we are still under the subject of patience as-sabr uh, the hadith 31 wa an anasin radiyallahu anhu qal marra an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bimra'atin tabki 'inda qabrin faqalat taqillaha wasbiri faqalat ilayka anni فإنك لم تصب بمصيبتي ولم تعرف فقيل لها إنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأتت بباب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فلم تجد عنده بوابين فقالت لم أعرفك فقال إنما الصبر عند الصدمة الأولى متفق عليه أنس بن مالك رضي الله تعالى عنه سدت أيومن said to a woman of his family, Do you know such and such a woman? She replied, Yes. He said, The Prophet ﷺ passed by her while she was weeping on a grave or over a grave. The Prophet ﷺ passed passed by her while she was weeping over a grave. And he said to her, Ittaqillaha wasbiri. Be afraid of Allah and be patient. The woman said to the Prophet ﷺ, Go away from me, for you don't know my calamity. Go away from me, for you don't know my calamity. She didn't recognize him. And a man passed by her and asked her, What has Allah's messenger said to you? She replied, I did not recognize him. The man said, He was Allah's messenger. So Anas added, So that that woman came to the gate of the Prophet ﷺ, and she did not find a gatekeeper there. She did not find a gatekeeper there. And she said, O Allah's messenger, by Allah, I did not recognize you. The Prophet said, إِنَّمَا الصَّبْرُ عِنْدَ الصَّدْمَةِ الْأُولَى No doubt, patience is at the first stroke of a calamity. No doubt, patience is at the first stroke of a calamity. In this hadith, the Prophet passed by a woman. She was weeping over a grave of a child of hers who died and she used to love this child strongly so she could not hold herself from going to the grave to weep there and when the Prophet ﷺ saw her he commanded her to have taqwa to fear Allah and to be patient he said to her fear Allah and be patient 
So she, she told him, إِلَيْكَ anni, Go away from me. فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ تُصَبْ بِمُصِيبَتِي For you did not know my calamity. And this indicates that the extent of the calamity was so profound on her. So the Prophet ﷺ left her. Then she was told that this was the messenger وسلم, So she regretted and وَجَاءَتْ إِلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ So she came to the messenger والسلام, to his gate and there was no gatekeepers by his gate. There is no one standing to prevent the people from entering. فَأَخْبَرَتْهُ So she told him وَقَالَتْ And she said إِنَّنِي لَمْ أَعْرِفْكَ I did not recognize you. So the Prophet said to her, إِنَّمَا الصَّبْرُ عِنْدَ الصَّدْمَةِ الْأُولَى Verily patience, no doubt, is at the first stroke of a calamity, meaning when it hits. This is the patience which is rewarded, the patience which is rewarded. That the patience upon the, upon, uh, the impact of the calamity, the first stroke, this is the true patience. So, when a person, therefore, is stricken by a calamity, there he should be patient and anticipate, anticipate the reward. And it is praiseworthy to say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Verily we belong to Allah and we will return to Him. Allahumma ajirni fi musibati wa khluf li khayran minha. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compensate me and, uh, or, or reward me for my patience and compensate me that which is better. So there are benefits, uh, several benefits in this hadith. First, the first benefit deducted from this hadith is husnu khuluqin nabiyy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the good character of the Prophet ﷺ and his invitation to that which is good. So when he saw this woman weeping over the grave, he told her to fear Allah and be patient. To fear Allah and be patient. And when she said to him, إِلَيْكَ anni, Go away from me. He did not revenge for himself. And he did not hit her. And he did not uh, take her out from there by force. Because he knew, he knew, alayhi salatu wasalam, that whatever state of grief, the state of grief she is in could not help her uh, to hold herself. And that's why she left her home, because she couldn't hold herself uh, because of the intensity of the impact upon her. So she went to the grave to uh, weep there. Now, if someone asks the question, isn't the visiting of the graves haram for women? The answer is, certainly it is haram for women. Rather, it is from the major sins. Because the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, which is reported by Tirmidhi and by Nasa'i and Abu Dawood, and this hadith was declared as Hassan, good hadith by Tirmidhi, 
and also a Sheikh Ahmed Shakir, Rahimahullah, authenticated it, and also a Sheikh Al Albani authenticated it due to supporting evidences. He, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, لَعَنَ زَائِرَاتِ الْقُبُورِ وَالْمُتَّخِذِينَ عَلَيْهَا الْمَسَاجِدَ وَالسُّرَجِ Allah's Messenger sallallahu cursed women who visit graves and those who built, uh, built mosques over them and erected lamps there and erected lamps there <coughs> so therefore she did not really leave uh, for that intent she did not go to visit she did not leave her home to visit rather she left because of the intensity of separation from this child and the intense grief she was in so she could not hold herself and that's why the Prophet ﷺ excused her and did not forcefully make her leave the place and return home. Is this understood? Is this clear? <coughs> the second benefit of this hadith <coughs> the second benefit of this hadith is that the person may be excused uh, may be excused for ignorance may be excused for ignorance whether this ignorance is related to the legal ruling or to the circumstance the person may be excused for ignorance whether the ignorance is related to the al-hukm al-shar'i the legal ruling or the circumstantial uh, matter or the circumstances of the matter so this woman for example said to the Prophet ﷺ, go away from me. Yet he was commanding her with that which is good, being patient and, be, and have fear of Allah. But she did not recognize that he was Allah's messenger ﷺ, and that's why he ﷺ excused her for that. And from the benefits of this hadith, that the person who may be sought to fulfill the needs of the Muslims should not have a gatekeeper to prevent people if people need him except if this person fears from gatherings and uh, toil and hardship uh, upon him uh, and, uh, as well as um, making him busy uh, at times where they may uh, attain their matters in some other ways in this case there is no harm so if he fears for gathering, people gathering and crowds, 
and toil, <coughs> then he may organize something like that. And from the benefits of this, uh, this, uh, this narration, is that the patience for which the person is uh, praised for is the patience occurring uh, at the first stroke of a calamity. And the person there knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gives and the one who takes and everything is in ordained measure. And from the benefits of this hadith that the weeping over the grave is in opposition to patience. And that's why the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told her, Ittaqillaha wasbiri, fear Allah and be patient. And from people, there are those who may be affected or hit by calamities. So if someone dies, for example, a relative and so forth, then he begins to go to the grave and weeps there. This is in opposition to patience. Rather, it is to be said to him, if you really want to benefit this disease, then invoke Allah for him while you are in, at your home and there is no need for you to go to the grave because uh, frequently and uh, making these uh, making these uh, trips to the grave and weeping there It makes the person occupied by this disease. Uh, he will imagine him uh, all the time. He will imagine him all the time, and therefore, in this way, he will not be able. He will not be able to forget the calamity. He will not be able to forget the calamity. While it is better for the person to busy himself and try to forget the calamity to the best of his ability. This brings the end of the discussion on this hadith, and then we move to the next hadith. Someone asked during the class, this hadith was hadith 31, was in the hadith mentioned, was, was, was something mentioned in the hadith about a child? Who asked this question? Yes, in the narration by Muslim, in the narration by Muslim, Tabki ala sabiyin laha, she was crying or weeping over a child of hers. Because this hadith is an agreed upon hadith, agreed upon hadith by Bukhari and Muslim. And in the narration by Muslim, there was mentioning of the child. Now, in, in hadith 32, the next hadith وياكم وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يقول الله تعالى ما لعبدي ما لعبد المؤمن عندي جزاء إذا قبضت صفيه من أهل الدنيا ثم احتسبه إلا الجنة هذا حديث collected in البخاري and reported by أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه 
that the Messenger وسلم, said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if I deprive my slave of his beloved one or beloved thing and he remains patient I will let him enter paradise in compensation for that this hadith is a hadith Qudsi which the Prophet ﷺ relates from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it refers to cases where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may take some beloved ones whom a person have, uh, or whom a person uh, is connected to strongly, like a child, or a son, or, 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 or a brother, or an uncle, or, or a father, or a mother, or a friend. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes this person, and he deprives him of that, and he anticipates and patiently then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala admits him to paradise in, re in, in, in reward so therefore in this hadith there is evidence on the merit of patience upon taking some person And in some uh, narrations also, taking one's eyes. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards the person for his patience by admitting him to paradise. And in this hadith there is evidence for the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his generosity upon his slaves. After all, the dominion is his, and the command is his. And you, man, and your beloved one, or strongly attached one to you, as well belong to Allah. Respect of this, irrespect of that, of this fact that we belong all to Allah, it is that Allah, if He takes the person and He patiently anticipates, then Allah will give him this great reward of admitting him to paradise. And from the benefits of this hadith is the indication for the actions of Allah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if I deprive my slave, I take my slave. And this is, there is no doubt, that Allah does what He wants, and this is from His actions. However, we must understand that all the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are all good. All of them are good. And that evil is not attributed to Him. Evil is not attributed to Him. The evil, if it occurs, it occurs in the created occurrences, not in His action. You understand? 
No. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees upon a person that which he dislikes, there is no doubt that what the person dislikes with respect to him is evil. You see that? With respect to the person, it is evil or not? Hmm. It is. Certainly. However, the evil, therefore, the evil is in the created occurrence, not in the decreeing of Allah. You see the difference? Not in the decreeing of Allah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not decree except for a wisdom, except for a wisdom, a great wisdom. Either for the person upon whom the decree falls, or for the creation at large. Sometimes the wisdom is particular to the person, and sometimes it is general. So if the person therefore is patient, then he receives all good. And it may be also that because of this evil, that the person may return to Allah because of that. Why? Because if the person is in continuous favor, he may forget gratitude, giving gratitude to Allah, and does not, is not thankful to Him. And does not mind, is not mindful of Allah. But if he is touched by a calamity, he remembers and returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore in this there will be a great benefit. And also with respect to the others, let's take an example. A person has a home, a house of mud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends abundant rain. This house of this person may be affected. However, the greater benefit to the people is established. So in this therefore could be evil upon the person and good upon the others. Still however, still however, it being evil on this person is a relative matter. Meaning that from one angle it is evil, from the other angle it is good. He takes heed and lessons and remembers that he must return to Allah Azza wa Jal and non and not, and, and not to anyone else. So therefore from this he learns a greater benefit that far exceeds the limited uh, harm that may have uh, befallen upon his house or home. So therefore this hadith was chosen by the author, rahimahullah, under the chapter of patience because of the great benefit if the person is patient upon being stricken by the calamity of 
taking away one of those whom he is strongly attached to and that in this the reward is nothing less than Jannah, paradise and all success is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam